Welcome to The Weekly, a podcast from Calvary Bible Church where we talk about coffee. Uh, I am here with Jay Ewing, and Jay, you mentioned you wanted to talk through some of the regional varieties of Ethiopian beans, so why don't you go ahead and take it away? Hey man, we're so glad that you're listening today. This podcast is not about coffee, although oh. we do drink it quite often. <laughs> what, what are we doing? Hey man, this is how we connect. Everyday life, all the things that we experience from the weekend gathering the mm. people of god let's just be honest the people of god yeah that's a churchy word but that is what's going on people of god meeting under roofs on the front range yeah so connecting the events of the weekend to those every churches. day life our lives live monday through friday there you go yeah glad to be with you yeah man you threw me off about a coffee pike i know i know yeah yeah hey you know what you know what i love about this time of year What's that? Reservoirs and pools. Mm. I am a big fan of both of those things mm. this time of year. I love being outside in Colorado. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good. And when we're not, I'm really grateful for air conditioning units. <laughs> you know, it is it is hot. Yes. It is already hot. Summer yes. has hit us in the face. So here's the thing. I it's so, a this is this is my first summer of living in Colorado. Right, uh, it's it's well documented that I am one of those Californians who's ruining the states, um, bringing their Teslas with them. That's right. That's right. So, in my ignorance of yeah. having not been here very long, I thought, you know, I'm I'm moving to the, a mountain state, <laughs> and so I'm going to get away from uh, this part of California, which which is desert. It's, yeah. it's classified as desert. And so I'm going to get away from these like high 90 degree days, high 100 degree days that I experience for months on end, only to find that they exist here too. <laughs> yes, they do. But here's the remedy. The remedy is this. Hang out at reservoirs and pools all the mm. time. That's what you need to do, man. And you know, the pool in Colorado is sacred because it doesn't last very long. Gotcha. It's only a short window, two and a half months, like maybe two months if you're lucky. And it's great to get in them. It's great to get into neighborhood pools, call friends who have awesome pools and say, hey, can we come swim in your neighborhood pool tonight? That's what we do. Yeah. So all, do. all the yeah. more reason uh, of, and we'll talk about it next week on the podcast, all the more reason to, to make those relationships out there. That's yes, right. we are desperate for them. Yes, <laughs> we need people in our lives, but also so you can get access to pools. Yeah. And, you know, there's some great reservoirs in our neck of the woods and it's so much fun to get on the paddle boards take the kids out spend a lazy afternoon out on the water on the weekends it's so much fun wow it's quite the event yeah man yeah. it is quite the event and if someone was looking for other kinds of events like events that happen here at calvary oh, we're, we're still doing the podcast aren't we <laughs> hey calvarybible.com it's the place for you to go always you want to check in with us click on the mobile bulletin it's at the bottom of the page that way you can get specific events happening in your campus at your campus also you can go to the events page we have some really prayer requests speaking of prayer we're going to be talking about prayer in just a few short minutes called praying praying in faith prayer and faith shaping value um we're asking that each of us pray specifically for this week because this week is historically kids week we have the backyard experiences people have taken home bags the backyard experience is going to happen all summer long, but this week specifically, we're asking that we pray, Calvary people pray, for some spiritual fruit. And that means that individuals, these little kiddos, these neighborhood kids would come to know Jesus through the 
backyard experience called Bolt. So you want to go to calvarybible.com to register. If you haven't signed up, you can still sign up because like we said, that's all summer long. But Bolt is happening this week for many of us at Calvary, and we need your prayers. You know, it is amazing to see such young individuals come to faith. Many of our stories have happened because we were at VBS long ago, and someone offered the gospel to us, and we mm. responded in our little hearts. And you know what? Those are seeds planted that God can grow. Um, there's a lot of people around here that are byproducts of those type of ministries. And so we need to pray, Calvary. We need to pray that God moves in mighty ways through our kids' week this year. Yeah, and that that is so true, and, and you mentioned it. We're talking about prayer today. Uh, throughout this uh, these upcoming weeks of, of summer, we wanted to focus on what are our distinctives here at Calvary? What are the things that we see in the lives of Christians, not just that are there in some aspect, uh, but they're also continuing to grow in these things. So Christians don't come out fully formed and perfect, uh, but we should expect to see certain distinctives about them, uh, but also should start to see them grow in these areas as well. So last last week we talked about uh, uh, biblical authority, like we are people who follow what the Bible says, and, and today we're talking about prayer and faith, that uh, prayer is something that should define our lives. And, and here's the thing, we, we went pretty technical last week, we, we talked a lot about uh, biblical authority. Yeah, we dusted off the Latin. Yeah, 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 uh, and and also had to learn for the first time the Latin. So, <laughs> no, no dusting when it when it's fresh. Uh, but one thing that's unique about prayer is is you don't really need to teach too much of what it is. Like there there are people who have been attending a church very brief amount of time. There are people who have never attended a church and, and know Christians are people who pray. Uh, and that should be something that marks us, that we should be known as a praying people, uh, that it's everything in our life that we have is given to us by God. And so it's something that we bring back to God. It's we pray constantly to him. Yeah. So one of you know, we say this is shaping values and mark a disciple. The tagline under pray, prayer and faith is we believe that God accomplishes his will through our prayers. And that's really important for us to understand as people of Calvary is that we actually believe that God accomplishes his will through our prayers. Yeah, and that's the big thing with this. Uh, we said we don't need to teach too much about what prayer is, but it is still something that is incredibly neglected in our lives. And and please hear what that, that pronoun is, our lives. I don't pray as much as I should. Uh, Jay, I don't want to throw you under the bus because maybe you do, but I assume you don't pray yeah. as much as you, you feel you should. That's right. So it, it's something that we don't need to teach what it is. It's bringing everything that we have to God who gives us everything. Uh, and one of the reasons why we might be missing out on on praying as much as we should is uh, maybe not knowing why or not knowing uh, the uh, time that we have or, or even how to do it. So so we just want to spend just a quick amount of time of talking about why we pray. And that tagline that you read is one of the first and main reasons as to why we pray. We believe that God accomplishes his will through our prayers. And, and this isn't just some aphorism that we use. We really believe this. And, and I think uh, to bring Thornton into this conversation. I, I think Thornton is proof of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story of Thornton happened in January 2019 before I even knew what Calvary was. Um, uh, by the way, my name is Zach Thompson. I'm the campus pastor at Thornton. I realized I never said my name. Uh, <laughs> so the, the story of Thornton happened before I knew what 
this this church was, where it started with 130 days of what? Prayer. Exactly right. And it was a really cool 130 days because it had cul- the culmination was all of the campuses that was at Boulder and Erie at that time mm. meeting in the Mackey Auditorium on yeah. CU in the middle of the summer to celebrate 130 years of Calvary's uh, existence, God's faithfulness to that, and 130 days of prayer was sort of what got us to that moment. Yeah. And it was really cool. It was really cool to be here and to be a part of that. And we had these prayer guides, and we, we had specific things we prayed about each week. Mm. And, you know, we all, I remember the feeling of coming into the Mackey Auditorium thinking, we all are expecting God to answer this. And we're, we're wondering what the elders and lead team have discerned in this Mm. season and then to just hear some of that vision of what god had done in 130 years at calvary and to celebrate that and then to turn our focus to what he was going to do and those 130 days of prayer ended up being sort of the investigation team of where we're where are we going to go next Mm. and that was bathed out and came out of birthed out of prayer and uh, that was amazing to sort of see that team unfold that next sort of late summer, early fall into the final, this in the late December of that year, God preparing the way for a building and the people. And that's how Thornton came about. Yeah. From my perspective. No, absolutely. And just hearing the stories, it is a story that is drenched in prayer. It is uh, the start of the 130 days of prayer. It is finding a core team of people who had launched the campus, and they were told first and foremost to pray. Uh, The church that had the building before, uh, who's now been incorporated into Calvary, like they are members, they are key volunteers. They were praying for a church to come along and bring life and and to, to continue pointing back uh, to Jesus for all things and continuing to make him known in the city of Thornton. They were praying over that process uh, of, uh, I was praying in California for a position. Uh, People out here were praying for someone to come to this position. It is a a process that is coded in prayer. And so we believe that God accomplishes his will through our, our prayers. And in these times where it's difficult for us to pray, I think it's because we miss that piece. It's, right. uh, it feels like we're talking to a ceiling. It, it feels like prayer is getting unanswered. And why we need to cup, keep coming back to these stories is we will not pray if we don't get this piece that God accomplishes his will through prayer. And so we, we believe that to be true. Yeah. One of the ways that actually shows up in my own life on a very practical level for me is that when I pray, I'm asking God to change something that's not good in my life. So, you know, there's a story years ago where I was really angry at this this gentleman, and I was praying constantly, God, I need your help. I need you to change his heart. In reality, guess whose heart got changed mm-hmm. when I was meeting with God? It was mine. Yeah. It became softened because I saw God's heart towards me soften and how soft it is in that way. And so... You know, one of the things about God accomplishing his will through our prayers is that actually our will conforms to his in prayer. And on a very practical level, that's why we pray most often. That's exactly right. So the second reason why, uh, for so first reason why we pray, we believe God accomplishes his will through our prayers. Second reason that I had, uh, we get to know 
understand and experience him more. And I think that's what you're, yeah. you're talking about. God knows everything about us. Like, like we don't have to tell him about who we are. He knows us, but what is so great about God is he never imposes himself on, on us. Like he never forces us to do the good thing for us. And yet he invites us to come to him, Mm -hmm. uh, to tell us who we are, our hurts, pains, and struggles, uh, to bring those to him uh, because it helps us grow in relationship of, uh, of knowing, understanding, and experiencing him. Uh, I thought of, uh, when I was, when I was a kid, this was elementary and I was taught that piece of like, God knows everything that you're going to pray, uh, before you even pray. And I was like, Oh, so it just seems more efficient to not waste his time or mine. And so I, I really remember this, my nightly prayers when I was going to bed, I would say, uh, dear God, the usual, Amen. <laughs> that, that was my prayer. Yeah. And because and I was like, ah, this just seems so much more efficient. But I'm missing God revealing himself to me. I'm missing drawing mm, close to him. Right. I'm, I'm missing my dependence on him. And I miss the realization that the God of, of the universe invites me to himself. Yeah, that's right. So that's in right. our prayers, why we do it is uh, it's not just saying these words. It's not just uh, filling God's inbox. No, it's how we get to know and understand and experience him more. Yeah, and on a very just personal level, that's the only way I've ever conformed to the image of Jesus is actually spending time with him Oh yeah, in prayer. And, you know, that's the hard thing, too, because some seasons you don't want to go there because you know he's going to have to smooth out some rough edges and you know, really change your heart. And what it actually does in reality is he gives you a lot of grace and freedom and a lot of joy in obeying when you're praying. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, man. So why do we pray? It's we believe God accomplishes his will through our prayers. We get to know and understand and experience it more. And I like this third point that you came up with. What's your third point? Uh, that uh, Jay should give Zach all of his money. Yes. Uh, I'm glad that you like that. That was good. No, no, uh, it's because we're following the example that Jesus gives us. Yep. In, in all things, we are, uh, as you said, being conformed to his likeness. We are following the example that Jesus gives us. Uh, I, I th- no, I love the book of Mark. You should never pick favorites, but I, I picked one and it's Mark. That's funny. That's uh, not my favorite. Oh, I picked one already. Gotcha. Luke is my favorite. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> if you didn't have Mark, Luke would be like in top 65 after that. Uh, so, so. Viable joke. <laughs> In in the book of Mark, uh, Jesus starts his ministry off with a bang. Uh, you have demons coming and and uh, falling down before him. You have the sick being healed. You have people amazed by the authority that he's teaching with. And at the uh, the start of uh, it's it's set up towards day two. That uh, that's happened over the course of a long period of time. But the way that Mark writes it is set up to be immediately following that little Mark joke in there. Immediately following following that, where's Jesus? Like they can't find him. Mark 1 35 says, and rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. This is an awful ministry tactic. Like it makes no sense. Like this goes against all the books that you and I have on our shelves. So what we're supposed to be doing, Jesus had just started his ministry. He was popular but prayer was the most significant thing to him yeah, because right alignment with God was more important than the work. And it was certainly more important than any view of success. Yeah. You know what the hard thing always with this verse for me is that Jesus got up early in the morning, mm. you know, and 
he must have been pretty tired from being popular and to being in ministry and doing all these great things and to rise up early, you know, and to hit the alarm clock really early. When the Bible says early in the morning, that means pretty early. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's the one of the most important things I think I take out of the Mark passage is that Jesus made his first priority of the day the prayer priority. Yeah. Made prayer a priority. He models to us an understanding that God uh, God answers, God accomplishes his will through our prayers, and that through that we get to know, understand, experience him more. He knew God fully right, and yet still made prayer a priority to be rightly aligned with him. It's a tremendous, tremendous example given to us. I I like this quote um, before we give some examples uh, and some tips on on how we can be praying. I I like this quote that I came across by uh, Jared Wilson, um, just talking about why we pray. And he said this, to put it bluntly, if there is a God of the universe, and and there is, and this God of the universe loved you and wanted to be in relationship with you, and he does, wouldn't it be stupid not to talk to him? Uh, to put it nicely, if the God of the universe is in control of our daily, uh, of our days, and loves us enough to provide comfort and power for those who seek Him, wouldn't prayer be the most important part of our day? And I, I love the quote: uh, "Prayer is where we bring our hopes, our concerns, our pains, our unmet expectations, our desires, our struggles, our fears, our beliefs, whether they're right or wrong, and it's where we are met with the God who loves us and provides all that we need to follow Him." And the only natural reaction is doing what we saw at the end of First Thessalonians chapter five, verse seventeen. We pray without ceasing. Yeah, man, and it's very hard to do. Let's yep. be honest; like this is a hard part of the Christian life is making time and having seasons and being consistent with prayer. How can we do that? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. You know, there's many tips and tricks. You know, as as they say, I would say in reality. It's, it comes down to intentionality. You have to be intentional if mm-hmm. what you want. And that means actually scheduling it out and making it a priority. And, you know, intentionality for many of us looks different. Like if you can be more intentional at nighttime to pray, then that's when you need to schedule it to pray. When it is intentional to be at like your lunch hour or um, while you're folding laundry at night, that is your time mm-hmm. to pray. Wherever the most success will bring. The equivalent of getting up very early in the morning, like what Jesus does for us. Yeah, finding that time. Finding that time. And, you know, I actually put it on my calendar. Yeah, same. Because that way I can be reminded over and over again to not schedule something in that moment. Mm, That's good. Yeah, so it's having that intentional plan. One one thing that I found that works for me is just like, like you said, put it on the calendar and then putting what it is that I'm praying for that day. It's easy in there to just have, all right, Monday, I'm bringing my needs to God. Okay. Tuesday, I am bringing my needs to God. Wednesday, I'm bringing my needs. So we're allowed to do that. Absolutely. But there's so much more that we could be praying for. There are other people in our lives. There are uh, prayers of Thanksgiving. There, there's, uh, there, there are so many kinds of prayers that we can have. And so uh, where my focus is to just bring me and God is working in my selfishness on that. I've put it on my calendar. And so Monday, uh, every single Monday, I have an alert that goes off uh, about when I first get into the office 
uh, I pray for the week that God will use it. Uh, and I, I write notes to some of the people at the Thornton campus. I pray for those people that I'm sending a note to that week. Tuesday, I pray for the missionaries that Calvary supports and other missionaries that I know. Wednesday, I pray for our staff because uh, working in church ministry can be so taxing. Uh, it can be so easy to rely on ourselves. So I pray that God be their source. Thursday, I pray for our ministries that are here. And there's a variety of ministries going on. Normally, I get to pray for them as women are coming in for their Bible study. And it's a great reminder to be doing that. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, trying to carve out time intentionally to pray for Sunday. Uh, the upcoming services, and also just to be praying over the prayer requests that I've received throughout the week. And so I need to have them scheduled, and I need to have them set up in a way to where I'm praying for other things. Yeah, you know, one of the best ways I've actually found success is asking someone else to pray with me. Mm, that's good. So actually having a few trusted friends that were on a text thread together, or we actually intentionally meet up in certain seasons to pray together is really important because I've, I'm inspired. I don't know about you, but I'm inspired when I actually hear other people pray Yeah, and it actually keeps me accountable to my own prayers. And so praying together is uh, a joy and finding some people to do that with is great. Yeah. And what's great is it doesn't have a time requirement. Do you have to do it? So it, is even in the busiest of schedules, five minutes is possible to center on God, to carve out that time to be intentional. And, and so let's say someone's getting that. And, and then the question gets to, so what then should I pray? Uh, what does that look like? Uh, encouragement for me is always to look at the prayers in the Bible. And the big one is, is Matthew 6, verses mm-hmm. 9 through 13, the Lord's Prayer, where he tells us, Pray then in this way. And yeah, the disciples us, actually asked the question, yes. how should we pray? Yeah. And this is his answer. And, and he helps in that. Um, one other resource that I have that's nowhere near as good as going to Jesus' answer is, is to find a good book on prayer that t- talks about, uh, one that I love, talks about how to find this time, what it is that our prayer should be looking like. Uh, I love this book. Uh, I think it came out last year by the poss- uh, called The Possibility of Prayer by John Stark. He's a pastor in New York City. Um, he is just a very, a very delightful read in there and just walks through his pattern of what prayer looks like for him in the busiest city of the world in a very busy job with kids with a spouse with a ton of expectations on him and he walks through what does it look like to carve out this possibility of prayer in his life yeah one of my favorite honest conversations i've ever read was philip yancey Mm. and it's called prayer does it make any difference and if you've been on the podcast you've listened to the podcast you know i'm a big fan of yancey but that book's genuine conversation about actually what prayer is is super thoughtful, God-honoring, spirit-filled with a lot of scripture. Yeah. So that's another resource, I would say. So when should we pray? How should we pray? Last thing that I have is where should you be praying? And it's maybe it's it's in a it's in a place in your home. Uh, possibility of prayer walks through some places of where where he prays. One of the things that I love doing is prayer walking the neighborhood that God has placed me in. Of uh, just getting to walk around and pray for what I see, pray for the people who live in these houses. And there's a really good resource for this uh, that we we put out. There's this whole webs uh, part of our website focused on how can we view our lives as sin that God has placed us uniquely where he has for a reason, and that could be a ministry field for us. So if you go to calvarybible.com slash sent, on that page you'll find a ton of resources, including a worksheet for 30 days of praying through your neighborhoods, uh, just a short one-sentence prompt for you, your family, anyone that you are walking around with to just be focused on as you are walking around through your neighborhood praying for them. 
Yeah, that's a great conversation. And Calvary, we want to encourage you to go to calvarybible.com slash sent. Also, we would love to hear from you and how the ways you found helpful to pray at the weekly at calvarybible.com. Yeah. You can write us and let us know some of the tips and tricks you have maybe for a great prayer life, as well as we're just super thankful that we live and serve in a church that thinks prayer is a very big priority. Mm. We pray a ton. We pray behind the scenes a ton. We want to continue to be people who pray. And so we need you to be great prayer, praying people. Let me say it that way. Praying people for us and for the ministry here at Calvary. That's right. Yeah. You prayed for me at the beginning of this podcast, like before we got filming. And I'm so grateful for that. It's it's nourishing to me. And only because of what we talked about. God works through prayer. So stay faithful, people. Praying, prayer and faith. I don't know why I keep saying praying in faith. Yeah. I don't know why, but prayer and faith um, is our shaping value. We're so glad you're listening this week. Like I said, always connect with us. We love you. Look forward to seeing you very soon. Hopefully praying together very soon. Maybe even in a pool. <laughs> now it just got awkward.